0: Listening to the Fantasy Wildcard Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy Wildcard Dynasty Show. I'll be your host this week, Ali. You can follow me on Twitter at ff Dynasty Grill. (laughs) Nearly got that wrong. with me, as always, there was my amazing co-host, Kev. You can follow on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Goat. Kev, how are you doing this evening?
0: Ali, I'm doing absolutely fantastic, thank you. I just had a, a week in Centre Park's first time visit there. Got myself a nice little gift, um, an orange hey. Starbucks, I guess, mug or like cup or something you call it. So, um, yeah, it, it ties in with the, the color of the, the dynasty shaft, uh, Matt, that fit real well my OCD, but yeah, a bit of a quiet time in the off season. There's plenty of like the charity stuff going on, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always in a stop. So, uh, any, anything dynasty related, I'm really keen to share my thoughts and get the thoughts ones as well. So got a cracking show, cracking guest, uh, big one, this show, isn't it?
1: It is a big one, a big one in a, in a number of ways. Um, and the reason for that is because we've got some news this week, and it was that Matt has announced that he is stepping away from the fantasy wildcard, um, taking some time away from making fantasy content in general. Um, obviously, it's it's sad times for us losing a, a really good friend in Matt, such a great guy. Um, really love speaking to him every single week on the show and um, off the show as well, um, but certainly making the right decision for himself, so... We just want to say best of luck to, to matt definitely making the right decision um and yeah we'll take it from there we'll hopefully carry on the wildcard card name with without Matt and do it justice uh so yeah kev so you and Matt obviously you've started the the podcast together so it's been even more emotional times for you do you want to just sum up your your thoughts on the news this week
0: yeah I mean emotional was that was the, first, the the key word really when when first got told it it's something we we thought could have been happening um, at some point, and, and selfishly, I kind of hope that that would, have, that would sort itself out and go away, but yeah, it's come to a point where Matt's got a uh, really hectic personal life at the moment with work and other things, so um, he's, he's made 100% the right decision. Um, it's been great doing a podcast we've been talking to every week for the last three years, um, someone that's grown, grown really close to a Yorkshire lad like myself, so... Um, I can understand him. He can understand me as well. For when we when we break out into his Yorkshire speak, but um yeah, just such a fantastic contract producer. It's been great to see his growth, um, his development, and in this in community. When he when he first started, he was he had his own website and built into becoming a, a writer at the Astronauts, and then um, doing the podcast with Aussie with and um lots of great things we've accomplished. Been doing it three years. We've got free streamer funds, and Matt's been a really key part. Of that. So i just wanna on record massive thanks to matt for everything he's done for the brand and um how, how good a friend he's been to me on a personal level as well uh, he's also the best looking bloke i've ever met in real life so um, yeah if you're at the uk ffc that's a treat for for you guys and gals um but yeah it's it's it is a, it's been a sad time but um when one door closes another door opens and um it It kind of ties in with our guest today, actually. So, um, yeah, I'll I'll introduce our guest, the the creator and the host of the Dynasty Hot Seat, the former co host of our very own Fantasy Wildcard Rewind. And absolutely delighted to announce that this guy is the new co host of the Fantasy Wildcard Dynasty show. Give a warm Wildcard Dynasty co host welcome to Connor McGill, aka Max. We can follow up on Twitter at Hot Seat Max. Max, welcome to the Wildcard Dynasty co-hosting crew. How are you?
2: Yeah, I am. Um, I'm very, very well. Thank you very much. It's obviously, you know, a little, a little bittersweet. You know, this is this is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to every single week. So it's going to be weird, you know, taking that out of out of my rotation. But I suppose I'll just have to put in the Wildcard Rewind in this place, and I listen to <laughs> you know Paul and Hannah to do a great job over there. But you know, we we've mentioned it, and and this this episode already seems to be a bit of a love poem to Matt. But you know, he does deserve it. The guy's the guy's an absolute legend, and I'll I'll try my best to to fill his shoes as as best I can. But yeah, it's going to be going to be a little different. But that's not always a bad thing, right?
1: Exactly, Mags. Uh, it was a natural replacement. It's the the shows that you've created have just been tremendous success. Your your YouTube shows the hot seat i know i've been on a couple of times absolutely loved it the the guests that you've brought on um just doing some incredible work so um we had to get you on as as the new co-host of our show and can't wait to take it from here and see where we go
2: looking forward to it
1: really looking forward to it. this this should be
2: should be a lot of fun and now i get to spread loads of crappy takes for everybody And then delighted
0: you, like you said crappy. yes as well because that would have been awkward wouldn't it <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, we've got a bit of house house tidying stuff to do here And the charity streamer on giveaway is still live. We've still got another week. Um, so if there's anybody still wanting to donate before the end of June, you've still got now a week. Going to be entered in a prize draw to win um, some incredible prizes. I'll quickly run down these as, as fast as I can, because we have mentioned them on a couple of shows, but there is some really cracking prizes and um, we've obviously given away our Scott fishbowl. Um, entry so far so well done to the winner there and we've also got a, a five yard rush fantasy f- football challenge cup spot and draft with a friend or analyst of your choice and um, we've got a dlf annual premium membership subscription um dynasty island bundle so the rookie guide survival kit and roster review dynasty R- rewind roster review dynasty theory one year discord access dynasty trays in five roster review dynasty Warzone zone was- roster review jwb dynasty roster review uh, late round podcast dra- podcast draft guide um, nfl t-strack three times best ball reviews um, player profiler all in one package so the dynasty deluxe dfs dominator the world famous draft kit data analysts and player rankings um, and then two more tale of two rivals dynasty roster review and also a Devi Royale Patreon subscription for three months, plus a Dynasty roster review. So, yeah, please do keep on donating. Keep that total ticking up. Um, so thanks once again to all the various brands that have given all the fantastic prizes and will be announcing the winners of that. Um, maybe on the next show or certainly a um, time coming soon. So look out for that. Anybody that has donated to the streamer um, you could be winning one of those fantastic prizes. So we'll move on to the main part of tonight's show so on tonight's show we're going to be getting our new co-host mags to highlight players that he's looking to buy in dynasty and um, with myself and kev we're going to be giving up a couple of trade ideas for each selection and mags going to be picking his his favorite one so um, naturally we're going to move on to the the quarterback position so mags who is your first quarterback buy in dynasty this offseason so, first up, this is this is a guy. This might be the only chance you ever get
2: to buy this player. It's, you know, a slight lull, but a noticeable lull in his value. It's Justin Herbert. I'm putting him in here. He is, you know, quarterback five. He is, you know, on Keep Trade Cut, going as the seventh overall player. So you're thinking, well, like, is there a chance to buy at all? But noticeably, I thought on Keep Trade Cut, he was in the third tier of those quarterbacks, which I find a little bit interesting because for me, he's like, pushing right up into that top tier and for most of us the last two years he was in that top tier so to drop a full two tiers I thought that's a bit extreme considering you know in week two last week he severely injured his rib cartilage and he played on through it he lost Keenan Allen he lost Mike Williams as well Williams only played 13 games and he was still the leading receiver for that team all year and he had no weapons he had a severe injury No one in the team managed to get over 900 yards. They were using people like Palmer and DeAndre Carter. And still, he managed to be second in the league in terms of passing yards. That is hugely impressive. But unfortunately for him, his touchdowns were down because, you know, he didn't have great people to be throwing it to. He got sacked a lot because the offensive line maybe wasn't the best. But also, his mobility, because of that rib, severely dampened his ability to rush and get away From the sack. So I think next year he's going to have better weapons. He should be throwing more touchdowns. He will definitely be more mobile. There should be a severe uptick for Justin Herbert. And, you know, he could well up still being, you know, QB5 next year, but at a much elevated
0: value, I think. Yeah. I mean, Justin Herbert, massive fan of his. I think this is. When you look at a number next to obviously the position that's where you can fall into traps a little bit i find in, in dynasty the fact that qb5 he's not qb5 in my rankings i think i've got him number seven but that tier is huge so in some leagues it could be qb4 other leagues it might be qb10 just based on the, the, the roster settings uh, and the scoring settings etc so um yeah, if, if he's available, I, I'm looking to buy him. I think when he started off his career, his first five, 35 games were pretty much identical to Patrick Mahomes in a, a worse situation coming out of COVID. Um, not Basically, starting early on in his rookie year, not having time to sit, etc. The flip side is he was doing it on volume. So the reason he was putting up Mahomes numbers was because he was throwing a lot more passes. Um, I think it's somewhere in between. I don't think he's Pat Mahomes. I don't think he's... Um, a guy that we saw last season that was uh, lower, lower down in the, the points per game. I think he's a great talent. Um, and like I say, anytime a league QB comes available, you've got to take that stab. So I'm not there at QB5, but in this tier, I'm absolutely there. I think he is a buy if he's available. Uh, even if it's a cost of QB5, I would pay that because essentially what are you paying for your QB4? If you can pay, get um, you're probably paying a very similar amount for whoever's your QB, 8, 9, 10. As well, so I um, really, really love love the selection to kick off um the show today, man And a couple of trade ideas for you. So, the way you want to do it is have a pivot up where you're moving for a lower ranked guy, adding assets to get um sort of uh, Justin Herbert or whichever buy you want in, same tier, and also pivot down where you're going from someone higher than Herbert to lower. So, three options we've got for you, you pick out the best one in terms of acquiring Justin Herbert. We've got Bryce Young and a 20-24 first for Herbert. We've got Trevor Lawrence for Justin Herbert. I've got Josh Allen for Justin Herbert and a 24 first. Which one you got?
2: Yeah, yeah. for me there, it's between two. It's definitely not a pivot up. I think Bryce Young and a first is nowhere near enough to get to get Justin Herbert just based on, you know, the question marks around Bryce Young. Trevor Lawrence, love Trevor Lawrence. Think he's a great player, but still slightly below Justin Herbert for me. So it's got to be Josh Allen, I think. Just getting that, you know, oh, Herbert is obviously an elite quarterback, but Josh Allen is Justin Herbert with, you know, some serious wheels on him as well. So I'll, I'll take, I'll take Josh Allen and, yeah, be, be really happy with him being locked in for a considerable future. Yeah.
1: Love it. Obviously, the, the first pick of, of Justin Herbert is going to be a popular one for me. Um, you look at, I was looking at the average depth for target and the, um, the yards per, per attempt last year was absolutely pathetic for Herbert. 6.8. Whether it's to do with the the injured ribs that he, he mm. suffered, the, obviously the, the wide receiver injuries, um, the, there's a lot to explain it. The, the play calling as well. Um, and we saw when he is fully healthy, what he can do. He put together that quarterback two finish um, a couple of seasons ago. So incredibly excited for for Justin Herbert. And again, I, I completely agree. If he's someone that – if in your league, if someone's shopping Justin Herbert – I'm going to pay up to try and get Justin Herbert on my team because I think that his value isn't going to fall this year. In fact, it could could go up this t- by this time next offseason. Mm. So we'll move on to the second quarterback buy for you, Mags. Um, who's your guy here that you're looking to buy? Yeah, this one is just um, kind of
2: based on his cost. This guy's kind of going for around a second-round pick, I'm seeing in all, all places. It's it's Brock Purdy. And there, there's a huge you know question mark over... Over what's going to happen but i mean at least in my mind i've got absolutely no doubt that at least by the end of next year brock purdy is going to be the guy at san francisco he's he's going to be that person that wins that starting quarterback battle and if you look at you know the small scale of games he's played his yards per attempt was the exact same as patrick mahomes at 8.1 his completion percentage also quite spookily exactly the same as patrick mahomes he had the highest quarterback rating of all quarterbacks in the nfl in the games he played now, I know some people are going to be like, "It's the Shanahan system, blah blah." It's the system, the system, the system is like, fantasy doesn't give you system adjusted scoring; it just gives you scoring. So I don't care what the system does. All I care about is the points that he's getting, and he was he was doing really, really well. Now, obviously, there are some question marks there, but a quarterback twenty one, I'm definitely rolling the dice on on Brock Purdy and seeing what he can do in the future. And it might be that I buy him and then, you know, he ends up being the starter and I can flip him and sell him. But at a second round pick, that's the kind of value he's going for. I'm buying him all day long.
1: Yeah, it's a good, it's a great pick for me. And I'm fully on board with Brock Purdy. He's, it's been a slow burner for me, but I just think all the the news, the the whispers that are coming out of the 49ers, not even whispers, they're just confirmation really that Brock Purdy is the guy. Shanahan wants Brock Purdy to be the guy. I mean, it it is surprising, but it's such a Shanahan thing for literally the last pick in the NFL draft, Brock Purdy, to end up as the the starting quarterback. <laughs> and he, I mean, he deserved it, the way that he played down the stretch. I know they've got a fantastic team. They've got a great defense, and he didn't need to do too much, really. I mean, they had Jimmy G take them to a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, so they don't need a fantastic quarterback. But Brock Purdy's looked every bit as good as Jimmy G. And then in terms of fantasy, he's got a higher ceiling than what Jimmy G had. So the only thing for me that's holding back Brock Purdy for this season is just the injury. I mean, how bad how bad is it? Um, can he get back to the level that he was playing that last off-season? Uh, hopefully, he's going to start the majority of games this year and just now down that that place. I think the only way that he's not going to is if his, his health declines, if his his arm's really worse than what we think it is. Um But I'm really confident in Brock Purdy. You've got quarterbacks going ahead of him like Kenny Pickett. I mean, I'll probably take Brock Purdy almost straight up over Kenny Pickett. (laughs) I mean, you don't have to, but for me, I just think the the ceiling for Purdy is higher than it is for for Kenny Pickett. Um, So, yeah, I'm buying in at quarterback 21. I think his price is slowly starting to rise with the confirmation, the things that come out of the 49ers. Um, But still at quarterback 21, there's still – There's still value there. You've still got players like Jordan Love going ahead of him. Um, I mean, Jordan Love, is he really, for me, he's a bit of a risky asset as well. And we don't really know what the ceiling is with Jordan Love. So, um, yeah, I really like the shout. He's a guy that I'm definitely buying into. I was listening to the streamer Fon where me and Kev were talking about the 49ers. And he asked a question about um, going into a productive struggle. And we were aiming for, for Kyler Murray in your drafts. Well, I brought up Brock Purdy as well as a quarterback that I like. The fact that he's he's injured at the minute, um, value's on the on the decline. But I think he as soon as he comes back and he starts linking up with all them weapons, um he, there's potential for his value to rise. And if he nails down that, that job, why can't he be quarterback 15 this time next offseason? So here's my free trade scenarios for for your mags. Um my pivot up option it would be Desmond Ridder plus the 2020 2025 20, second for Brock Purdy. The pivot on the, the same level would be Trey Lance for Brock Purdy um, and then pivot down would be Jordan Love for Brock Purdy in a 24 second so are any of them catching your eye which one is your favorite I don't think I, if I was in
2: a situation with these I don't think I would actually pull the trigger on any of these three uh, per se but if, if I had to choose one of them Probably going to go with Ritter in the second for for Purdy. I think that would maybe be the move that I make, considering the fact that you know, I can I can go and bribe Purdy for the second anyway. Maybe I would just go buy Brock Purdy back right after that. I don't know, but yeah, I I, w- I wouldn't be a big fan of any of any of those really. But if I had to choose one, I would say Ritter and the second to
1: to get Purdy. Kev, what about you? What what's your favorite move for the three to get Brock Purdy?
0: I mean, I'm not a huge Brock Purdy fan. I think. I think there's definitely, with the 49 er situation, someone's going to be a winner eventually out of those, out of the three that's there at the moment, Purdy, Lance and <laughs> Sam Darnold. But I think if you manage to get the right one, you're going to cash in big time. For me, it's, it's just tricky to find out which one. So I've kind of got a bit of all of them at certain points. Um, I mean, if, I, if, I, if I'm forced to make a pick there, it's probably... Probably moving off, moving off Jordan Love and getting Purdy in a second. That'd be the move. I, I look to me. I think Love. While I do think there is some intrigue there, range of outcomes is probably similar to Purdy. So uh, give me a, an extra second, and we'll see how it goes. That's
1: well, such a Kev move, picking up a, a future second. Love that from you, Kev. <laughs> we'll move on to the the back position now, Mag. So who is your first runner back by this this off season?
2: This guy, right? I've I've had a long story This is my most my most owned player in in dynasty by by a good bet. I think I'm at like a sixty percent ownership here, and I still believe it's J.K. Dobbins who is currently running back sixteen. And the reason I believe is because every time he's on the field, he's incredibly good. He averages about six yards per carry through his entire NFL career when he's on the field. That is. Very, very top tier. He can catch the ball, but because of the system he's been in, you know, away from, from college, now at the Ravens, that system didn't really work with people trying to catch the ball. But now you got Todd Munkin coming in. I had a little dig earlier on, looked at the stats. The old kind of system that they were under at the Ravens, there was around about 50 targets to the running back room total. Whereas Todd Monken's system. Usually the leading running back alone gets about 50 targets, and there's about 100 targets in general towards the running back. So you're literally seeing double of the targets to be expected going towards running back. That will boost his value even more if he sustains that six yards per carry. So that would be great. The big, big thing is can he stay healthy? If he gets injured again, then, I mean, you, you can't really be on this guy. And even me, like the biggest truth out there, I have to say, you know what? It's we're, we're going towards you know the Rashad Penny cliff here. If you consider it again, and it's just not going to work right, but for now, I'm giving it one more chance, and I think you can go out and buy Dobbins or be 16 Although, to be honest, you missed your chance, you should have bought him when he was injured. So, if you're going to buy him now, you're too late. You should have bought him, you should have listened to me four months ago and gone bought him then, right? Uh,
0: but yeah, you can still go buy him now anyway. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you mentioned JK Dobbins when he was on the show last year for the um flag plan, so I. It, it was a choice that I, I was expecting, so um, it's good to see that filming himself to the mast on this one. Yeah. Um, I've tried getting Dobbin's off you in a league, and it's it's yes. not gone gone very well so far. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so I like I like what you've done there, Mags, That's uh, pushing his price <laughs> up. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I think I am coming round on Dobbin's a little bit. I think um, running back sixteen. I tend not to fish it. Anywhere after sort of teal and running backs until we get to the 20s. But yeah, with Dobbins, I see a couple of things happening. is either going to smash this season, re sign with the Ravens, get the catchers, see his value spike, and then everyone's happy again on a great college prospect they was. Yeah. Or is splitting the work 50 50 with Gus Edwards, not being used, and hits free agency and goes to a place where train that is used uh, better in the pass game because he's shown in college he can be a pass catcher and um, he's got elusive skills he's got the speed and um, so we're just hoping for pass game work and to, to keep that durability so running back 16 I like it as a as an upside pick if he has an amazing season he can tell a story where he's potentially top six, top seven running back again, because that's where he was before the injuries, the performance, etc. cetera. He's around about six or seven. So we know there's that potential, despite him becoming a free agent soon, 25 years old, potentially. And up running back 16. What's the worst that can happen? He has a bad season. He ends up in the Antonio Gibson range, which if he does end up in that range in year's time, I'll, I'll I'll be interested. <laughs> He'll have a lot of fans in that range. Um, I'm sure that the Troopers like. So, um, yeah, I, I like the pickup cost. I think um, a couple of trade-offs I'll, I'll throw to you and you can pick which one you would give to, to buy Dobbins, I guess, is Khalil Herbert and 24-second, Javante Williams straight up, or you trade away Saquon and you get Dobbins and a 24-second back.
2: So... If I was able to give Khalil Herbert and a second, yeah, I would give Khalil Herbert and a second for J.K. Dobbins all day. I think that is just Herbert, no slight on him, but because I just think him and Roshan Johnson are probably going to end up... Split. I think the likelihood of him and Roshan Johnson splitting the field is a lot higher than the likelihood of Dobbins and Gus, Gus Edwards splitting the field. How about that? Like, we'll say it that way. So I would I would happily give that extra second to, to kind of guarantee... uh a more stable starting running back, so I think of those three, that'll be the one I would do. But I mean, I don't hate Saquon like as well. I think like that would be that will be something I maybe would pivot off Dobbins. I'd be happy to give Dobbins in a second to get to get Saquon Barkley, especially if I'm like in a win now. I'd, I'd take the elite player all day long. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think out of the three for me, I think makes a spot on. I think the first one, Khalil Herbert, in the twenty twenty four second to trade up for Dobbins. I mean, I've got Dobbins in one or two places. I, I think quite happy not having too much shares, too many shares of, Do- of Dobbins just because of the, again, the injury re-injury risk. Um I've actually been trying to buy a lot of Gus Edwards actually this off season because I've found his price is just really, really cheap. Um But yeah, Jacob Dobbins, as really you both alluded to, I think has the ability to have a top seven or eight season this year. If, if all goes well for him, I think the ceiling is there. Whereas Khalil Herbert, he's got what Don Foreman. And he's got Roshan Johnson as, as running back mate. So that's a bit of a crowded backfield. Um, so to give up a second for the, for the chance to have a top 10 running back this year, I think is, is definitely the way to play it. So we move on to your second running back by, Mags. Um, h- who is your, your off-season by um, for the running back session? Yeah, this is a
2: specific... Gotta be You've got to be a contender if you're buying any running backs, to be honest. But this, this guy in particular... Um Joe Mixon going as running back, 28. This is maybe even a one-year rental. Um, but he's got no competition here. I mean, there's maybe some Chase Brown truthers out there, but he's not any competition really. And you got the other guy Evans with, with the hair, right? On yeah, that guy. Um, he, he's not really any competition either. Is it Chris Evans? The yeah, radio DJ, right? May as well be Chris Evans from Radio too right? Because he's not he's not helping anybody. So I think that Joe Mixon, they're gonna run the wheels off him this year. He's gonna have, you know, hopefully a pretty good year. And then he's not getting a second contract there. They'll say goodbye to him. And yeah, what you might want to do is is sell him in the offseason after that huge spike incoming this year. And yeah, he's so cheap right now because you know he's been a bit of a naughty boy, allegedly. So you know, you can get him, get him for cheap as as are many, many NFL players. You know, you can get him for cheap after they've they've done something wrong. So I would go take advantage of that. Hopefully, he smashes it, has a big year, and then you could try and pivot off him after.
1: Yeah, I like the move, Mags. I think Joe Mixon, as you mentioned, is a, a great buy contender. I think the market has just gone a little bit too far at, on Joe Mixon. Runner back 28. If you look at what he's done the last two or three years for the Bengals, he's been a workhorse. There's not too many of them about in the league. Um, he's not caught as many passes last year as I'd like. I think they faded him a little bit. Um, and and chose to air it out a bit more but certainly you're talking about a a really high-powered offence Joe Mixon's got the ability to run in 15 touchdowns on the ground this year add in a few passing touchdowns you've got yourself easily a top 10 running back as long as um, the off-season troubles uh, the the legal aspects as long as they don't come back and he ends himself uh, ends up banned or anything this year but I mean that's, that's gone quiet so you can only assume that there's more confidence that Mixon's gonna start. They've not really made any moves to to bring in any any replacement or any any of the veterans off the free agent market. So for me, yeah, run, Joe Mixon is is a great bite runner back twenty-eight. I just think, yeah, the market's just gone a bit a bit too far on Joe Mixon and is a great player. It's maybe a running back three to to add to your, your roster if you if you are in this year. I think it's a great move to make. Some of free trade scenarios for you mags to choose from would be would you want to pivot up from Brian Robinson plus a 24-3rd for Joe Mixon? Um, would you trade Isaiah Pacheco straight up for Joe Mixon? Um, or would you rather pivot down from Damian Pierce for Joe Mixon and a 24-3rd? Oh, not that, not Damian Pierce. No, him <laughs> keep
2: it away from that guy. Um the other two, yeah, again, if you're if you're a contender, absolutely like. Do I think you're losing the trade if you give us a Pacheco up and get Joe Mixon? Probably, but you know, if you're a contender and you want to win that year, then who cares if you lose the trade if you win that year? So I would I would do that one, but I think the one that really stands out for me is the Brian Robinson and, and a third. Um, double check, it's not Bijan first. A lot of people go to make that mistake, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, if, if I had to give up Brian Robinson and the third to get Joe Mixon, yeah, happy days. I'd do that all day.
1: Yeah, it's a shame that. Um, the commanders didn't draft BJM Robinson just oh, because of that would just be chaos in the, the dynasty rounds. <laughs> um, there was
2: a player like that recently, right? I can't remember who it was but there was a team with two running backs and they had the same like, first name and, and surname but I cannot for the life of me remember who it was but well, it was definitely out there very recently. I, mean, I, there was,
0: remember. There was, I think it was David and Duke Johnson for a bit. Um, <laughs> it could have yeah. been J. Jay Williams if it was a Jamal and a Jonathan potentially but maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I can't,
1: yeah. Can't um, I've also seen Jamar Jefferson um, <laughs> traded instead <laughs> <laughs> instead of Justin Jefferson. Oh, that was a funny one that did get um did get retracted. But Kev, out of them three moves, what would be the move to make for Mixon? Do you like going for for Joe Mixon this off season if you are a contender?
0: Um, add do all those trades for Mixon, any one of those, uh, I'd happily pull the trigger on. And um, I think Mixon, if he, if he I think we said it on the stream front, if he stays out of cuffs, he's going to smash this season. Um, what an offense he's in, what a situation, no competition. It's basically, if he's on the field, he's he's going to smash. So, very interesting. I think it, in terms of process, I'm seeing guys like Mixon, Dalvin Cook, um, Alvin Kamara, even even if we go really deep and talk about like Hunt and uh, Kareem Hunt, as yeah. he Leonard Fennett, to a, to a lesser extent, but those first three, there is risk involved, cost is uncertainty. We don't know what's going to happen, but the, the massive values like if Mixon doesn't go to jail or whatever, or miss time, if Kamara doesn't miss any time, if Ballard Cup bands in a great spot, you're getting steals at the price, like for, for win now teams. So, I, whenever you're coming into Dynasty, embrace risk is what I, I find is uh, the right thing to do, especially at this cost. It's not a Huge cost to pay, and you potentially get in a massive like trump card over the rest of your, your league by by having Joe Mixner at RB twenty eight.
1: Completely agree. I mean, one of the startups I've done this off season um, just finished recently. It was uh, Zeke Elliott and, and Leonard Fournette just kept falling and falling and falling. Those people were taking some of these rookies that went in the fourth round. Some of the the tight ends like a Schoonmaker. Um, there was Puka Nakua went ahead of Zeke I think and it, it oh, was man. all a bit all a bit bizarre really I mean yeah it wasn't actually Matt in that league but <laughs> yeah crazy Do you need to embrace the risk because as soon as they land on the team I mean whatever team the value's going to go up so um, it's worth the little move right now so yeah we'll move on to the wide receiver position so Matt uh, not Matt Mags hey. <laughs> oh here is your first wide receiver by this offseason. I mean, obviously, the sneaky one is Pukin Okua, right? I have to have to get that in. Like this, uh...
2: Got a mat on my brain. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, the, the first one for me, it might seem a little strange because it's like, well, obviously, but it's it's Tyreek Hill. He's my first wide receiver by. He's all the way down at wide receiver 13. And, I, look, I don't need to sit here and give you any statistics about Tyreek Hill, right? Tyreek Hill is amazing. One of the best wide receivers in the NFL and has been for a long time. His contract, he said he's retiring after his contract runs out. That runs out in 2026, but by all means, they're gonna save something like 40 million dollars to the cap if they cut him after that. So the kind of the 2026 was like an extra year just tacked on, I think, pretty much. But that means we are still gonna get 2023, 2024, and 2025 out of Tyree Hill. That is three years, and you know, most people play in these three-year windows right and if you've got that chance to you know enter a win now window in the next two to three years and you can get a discount on a player like Tyreek Hill I think you have to jump at the chance and I think what people are kind of forgetting is whenever his contract is up he's going to be 32 anyway so I mean name me four or five receivers who have done it at 32 you can't so It's been a bit of an overreaction to the fact he's saying he's going to retire because by the time that contract's up, he's got to be next to no use anyway. So get a chance now, go in and buy him, squeeze the last bit out of his career, get that discount and see if he can go win some championships with a guy that's going to be a wide receiver one this year,
0: guaranteed, probably next year as well. I see what you're doing here, Max. a couple of things that stand out with this selection. The first one is... You like a bad boy, right? Joe Mixon, Tyreek Hill—you definitely show me the type of guy that you go for in, uh, in your dynasty leagues. Uh, the the, uh, but it, it does it does fit in with what I said about embracing risk. And um, I'm sure that when Tyreek had all his troubles a few years back, you could have got an amazing price on him. And if you if you did embrace that risk, you you really you really um, you really smashed it that way. Second thing I notice is. Tyreek kills in that league that we're in together and I'm trying to get him off you. So you're trying to push his price again, yes. Max. I love <laughs> what you're doing here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we, we know what Tyreek's all about. He's absolutely fantastic. Uh, kind of shocked me last season with moving from Mahomes to Tua and yeah. it, even taking it up a notch. Um, mm-hmm. Is it, it just truly shows what he is as a talent and it's not not anything to do with Pat Mahomes. It's, it's all about him being such a great wide receiver, such a threat vertically. Um, yeah, it's worrying that the news we've heard about him jumping on another boat and um, telling everyone who he is. and it, It's kind of, I guess it, some people in your league won't like that and you might lose a few trade, potential trade partners if you if you ever have Tyreek trying to move off him, but we know what he is the player, we know how tired he is. Um, wide receiver 13 is a little bit high for me, but it's in that tier again where Potentially from 10 to 20 or 25, something very similar. So, yeah, some leagues, you're potentially paying a little bit above. Some leagues, yeah, you're paying a little bit less. So I can't really argue with him being a buy. And if the news continues to sort of murky the situation, I'd be surprised if, I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it dropped even even lower. Um So a couple of trades for you. If you're trying to buy Tyreek, which of these stands out to you? Quentin Johnston and a twenty-four second to get Tyreek Drake London straight up, or Amonra Saint Brown, where you get getting Tyreek and a twenty-four second.
2: Uh, this this one is is a slam dunk, easy one for me. I'm giving up Quentin Johnson in the second to get Tyreek Hill all day, because Quentin Johnson for me, at least, and sort of said this quite a few times. I've got so many question marks about him. He's he's not very good at catching the ball. So that is a huge problem for, for any wide receiver. So, I mean, he might come in and Justin Herbert might make him shine. We never know. But I'll take the sort of guaranteed thing. And, you know, twenty twenty four second. seconds. Yeah, give him a second all day. Like, if that's all you need to get Tyreek Hill, yeah, absolutely. If you're in this contender mode, do it. Uh, would I give up Drake London for Tyreek Hill? That's a close one. I would have to... I would, I, I'm going to... No comment on that one for now. But I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't... um I wouldn't be be giving up Amon Ross St. Brian. Even though I do love I love Tyree Kill. I'd be keeping Amon Ross St. Brian in that deal because he'll give you similar production as Tyree Hill, but he'll do it for a lot longer. So, so the Quentin Johnson one, I'd go for that.
1: Yeah, I like it. Kev probably doesn't like it because Quentin Johnson is his, his guy. <laughs> but I think it's a, if you th- if you know that you're a contender, if your team is stacked and you just want to add one more piece that's going to guarantee you a top 10 finish like you said mags tori kill does that easily he's a fantastic wide receiver in a really high powered offense great chemistry with tua hopefully tua plays the season and you know doesn't get any more concussions and yeah i think absolutely fine you've smashed it um i think you need d- definitely need to know that you're a contender because obviously he came out not that long ago and said he's retiring in what 2025 did he say so What this season, and then two more. So, I think already you've lost a few trade partners. Um, nobody's going to be buying him off you once you do make that move for Tyreek Hill. But yeah, push the chips in and let's let's win a championship with Tyreek Hill. Yeah, so we'll move on to the the second wide receiver by Mags and going along your themes of bad boys. Is it Antonio Brown? (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes absolutely
1: he's he's gonna make
2: a comeback absolutely antonio <laughs> brown four firsts on the table just kidding yeah um nowhere we're actually going to go with you know the son of a son of a marine and you know xx ex, ex sort of nfl I think he was in the nfl as well as dad right it's it's all around good guy michael pittman jr who's who's coming in a wide receiver 26. He's another one of my guys. I got a lot of shares in Michael Pittman because I just really like what I see. He just he passes the eye test for me. He got 99 targets last year. He's seen an increase in targets every single year. Two years ago, he got over a thousand yards with some terrible, terrible quarterback play. Last year, he almost did it again with you know even worse, like historically bad quarterback play. Last year, he was only a couple of yards away from from getting to that 1,000. So. I just think hopefully Anthony Richardson coming in will really help Michael Pittman Jr. Hopefully things like his touchdowns will go up. He only had four touchdowns last year, and we know what a big difference just even doubling that number would make, right? The one thing when I was digging for stats last, um, last night and, and today, his longest reception of the season last year was 28 yards, <laughs> which is... I had to keep scrolling down all the way down the list of like wide receivers, and you had to get to the wide receiver with the 58th most yards in the NFL. That was your guy, Ali, Russell Gage. (laughs) He was the guy. He was the guy that was the only person lower, all the way down to wide receiver 58. That's bad. I mean, that shows you Michael Pittman is doing his most with, you know, a really sort of crappy deal at quarterback. So it is a risk, though. Anthony Richardson, so many question marks, but I've bought in on Richardson a long time ago. So I'm hoping that Richardson and Pittman will work together and benefit each other. They could do a Justin Fields-esque thing where they slowly open up the playbook and have Richardson throw less. But if they're going to get him to throw the ball at all, he's going to throw to the safest player in that team. And for me, that's Michael Pittman Jr. So I'm hoping it'll increase his head. I'm hoping it'll increase, you know, just the value of targets that he's getting and yeah, He's going to see a bit of a spike in value because he's definitely good enough. I think it's just kind of get the
1: service, yeah. I think I really like this one because, just in terms of the value, you go back a year and Michael Pittman Jr. in the dynasty realms was like labeled as a stud, he was going at wide receiver, yeah. what 15 16. I think he was ranked that. I mean, some people had him. I know was wide receiver one, like eleven or twelve. So yeah, the fact that wow. he's he's dropped, yeah, the wow. fact that <laughs> the really- fact that he's he's dropped to wide receiver twenty-six, so he's ranked as a as a wide receiver three is just a bit too low. I mean, naturally you look at the quarterback situation, it, it was a terrible situation last year. Um, and then he goes to a mobile quarterback. So naturally you try and fade away from putting too much into that, too much. Stock into that, but I just think because of the value that he's fallen to, wide receiver twenty-six, he's in that massive tier for me. Where I have seventeen wide receivers in my my (laughs) tier, it's a bit it's a bit mad, but it starts at I think it starts at Chris Godwin and finishes I don't know where it does, but it's it's a massive tier, and I just love buying wide receivers in that tier because I think a lot of them, especially towards the top, have the ability to to go up a tier, and I think Michael Pittman certainly has that ability. they obviously drafted Josh Downs, but he's more of a slot guy. Is I do really like Josh Downs, and I think that the value for him is good. But um, in terms of Alec Pierce, I really liked Alec Pierce, but he didn't really show show it consistently last year. So hopefully he can take another step forward. So there's not great competition um, that they've got a hell of a lot of big tight ends, but they use pretty sporadically. So I do like the situation for Pittman. A lot rests on Anthony Richardson, as you alluded to as well. So. Um, I like Richardson. I've got a lot of Richardson already. That would be a great pairing for me. If I can get Pittman at wide receiver 26, I think he's mm-hmm. a buy this this offseason. So, Mags, the free trade scenarios for you would be pivot up. So, would you pivot up from Kadarius Toney plus a second for, for Michael Pittman? Um, same level, would you trade Traylon Burks for, for Michael Pittman? Or would you pivot down from DK Metcalf for Pittman and a 24 second? Uh, I would do all three. I, I like. I really
2: believe in Mike Pittman. I think I'd happily do all three. I think if I was to rank them, uh, my least favorite one there is probably strip swap with Burks, who I think might have a bit of a comeback year. Uh, then the second favorite would be, you know, getting Pittman and a second if I could give away DK Metcalf. And um, my favorite, my favorite one is giving up a second on top of Kadarius Tony to get Michael Pittman, just because Kadarius Tony like isn't going to be the man at Kansas. There's been a huge question about who's going to be the wide receiver one at Kansas City like next year. It's Travis Kelsey. Like, it's no, why are we even talking about it? No wide receiver is going to see anything really. They're going to get the scraps that Travis Kelsey leaves for them. So, Kadarius Tony will be a fine player. Kadarius Tony will be an excellent player for the Kansas City Chiefs, but he's not going to smash it for fantasy. So, yeah, I'll give up him in a second to get Michael Pittman all day.
1: Yeah, Kev? What, which which of those three was, is your favourite move for Pittman or would you not be looking to do any of those moves?
0: Max is a smart guy. He had it in the same order I did. Um, I think he's right at value where you'd buy him as well. So um, No complaints from me. Well done, Max. Thank you.
1: Love it. We'll move on to the tight end position. Matt's favourite position, this. So, Max, we need to do it justice. <laughs> so, Max, who is your first tight end by this offseason. Now, this is quite nice because it's also my favorite position. So I feel like Ooh. that's a nice thing we've seamlessly slotted in. So I can
2: be the tight end guy, I suppose, yeah. right? My, my my first one is, I know it's a new guy on the block. Is Dalton Kincaid. And you're like, but I've just drafted Go buy him anyway. If you missed him on the draft, doesn't mean you have to miss him. Like, go buy him. Like, they're still, still available. Like, why not? And, you know, one thing I've kind of had in my head is, if Dalton Kincaid wasn't on, we're on Sleeper, if he had a blue little background behind him, not a yellow or an orange, he's going in the first round every single time. Because <laughs> people want that wide receiver for Josh Allen. Dalton Kincaid's not blocking anybody next year. Dalton Kincaid's a big receiver. So he may as well have a blue little background behind him because that's the position that he's going to play. He's going to be a pass catcher. So You've got a chance now to go out and get this guy for You can give away a first next year. You can give away 2025 20, first, whatever. Go and try and get this guy because if he starts catching passes for Josh Allen, forget about it. You're not going to be able to buy him. It's just not possible. So this is kind of just like a last chance saloon already before he's even played because <laughs> I think he's going to come in right away. He's going to have no real competition because Dawson Knox, he's not – Going to be out there really catching passes any more than Kincaid. I wouldn't say there's a reason that they traded up to go and get him. I think we'll see Knox take a back seat. There's still these weird rumblings with Stefan Diggs, right? About like how happy is he? as he asked for trade? That guy's a bit of an enigma, right? But could all be smoking mirrors. Who knows? But this is a guy with Josh Allen, not a lot of competition. And let's not forget about the amount of touchdowns that a guy like Dawson Knox scores. If he gets Seventy-five percent of the touchdowns to also Knox gets, plus all the targets that we're expecting him to get, he could come in right away and be a top-three tight end in his rookie year, which would be incredible. Like I said, good luck trying to buy him after that. So it might be risky trying to buy a guy that's never had a snap before,
0: but I think it's worth it. I think he's going to be a stop. Stefan digs the snitch. It takes me back to the uh, <laughs> <laughs> rewind, rewind show this week. But, yes. Um, I mean, King K at Titan Six. I'm not there with it. I think um, I think we spoke about it on the last show um, the, the fact that I see rookie tight ends, um, the Tight Curve to be slow in all positions. Um, I guess the counterpoint would be the the landscape. The fact that outside of the top four or five, what is there? Like you, yeah. if if like let's say that you're in a rebuilding side. And you're not competing for two seasons, would you rather have Kincaid or Dallas Goddard really? Like, I have got it above him in my rankings, but if, I don't know. If, you, if you're if that far away, two years down the line, I, I can paint that story that he's he's going to be top five tight end, top three tight end potentially. The reason I haven't got him at six is I think it's a lot of risk to take short term. The bonus, I guess you've got is if his market is tight and six. If he has an average to rookie season, you'll be able to sell him for a similar price. Look at Kyle Pitts. He had a great rookie season, not so great second season. His values pretty much stayed the same and he's not been anything that the hype was expected. So that would be the counterpart, I guess, where I'm lower on Kincaid than the market. But I can see in some builds where if you're playing for year two, year three, there's that potential to take him and, and see what happens. And it, it's one of those things where you don't want to take none at Kincaid because in terms of rookie model, like really high up there above guys like McBride, Hawkinson, very close to these guys. And let's say he ends up being a TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson's up above Titan 6, so it's the right move. In terms of trade scenarios for you then, if you are going to buy Kincaid, this would kill me. David and Joe in a 24 second for <laughs> Kincaid. You want to kill straight up. Or Kyle Pitts,
1: where you are getting Kincaid in a twenty-four second. Ooh,
2: these are trick. These are these are the hardest ones, I think, of of all of them. I find these quite tricky. I'm I'm not giving up Kyle Pitts, even if I'm getting a second back for Don Kincaid. I think, yeah, you know, Pitts, Even though his value did dip and he had a bad season, I still think he's like a more just all around special talent, like the unicorn, right? I'm I'm not doing that. I think I'd do the other two, though. I think I'd give up George Kittle for Dalton Kincaid just because I'm so worried about Kittle's injury record, you know, how much time he's got left in the league. I think I would happily pivot off to get Kincaid. You could prob- probably get a little bit on top, maybe if you're lucky, though, but I think I'd do that. The one I would do is Njoku on a second to get Dalton Kincaid. I would do that. Was this the fifth year we've been waiting for the Njoku breakout? Sixth year? Like, horrible. Like... It's, it's it it might awesome. eventually arrive, but I'm fed up waiting for David Njoku to turn into a football player and stop being an athlete. I think it's yeah, I'm I'm happy to pivot off him.
1: Yeah, I, I think stop. you're a <laughs> I love that one. I am so glad you picked Njoku as your favourite one to go for. <laughs> yeah. David Njoku, I can't believe he's only twenty six years old, I think uh, I saw. Yeah. And he's he's been in the league six years. Well, this is the sixth year. It's just incredible. I mean, tight ends don't normally peak to, what, 28, 29? So we've still got, still got three <laughs> years to wait, Kev, before you can get the best out of you, your guy. You're an older guy. Move <laughs> on to your, the final pick tonight. So, Mags, who is your final tight end by? Right, this one isn't based on any stats or anything. or but it's, it's, I
2: just quite like this guy, right? It's just kind of a gut feeling. It's Daniel Bellinger. He's tight end 27. Darren Waller's not coming in to replace Daniel Bellinger. Let's get that straight. Darren Waller is coming in to be almost part of this wide receiver core. He's going to be a pass catcher mainly. And I think they're going to run a lot of two tight end sets. I think Bellinger going to be on the field a lot. If you guys, this is me falling for it, but this guy, he's in the off season. He put in some serious work. Daniel Bellinger is in insane shape, which, you know, is a guy that's obviously dedicated. He's maybe taking Waller coming in as, as a challenge, which would be great. I thought it was really interesting. He only got 30 receptions last year, which isn't great. But half of them ended up getting this team first downs. So this is someone that they're actually looking for quite a lot. They trust him and these kind of big players. But is he going to win you a championship? No. <clears throat> uh, I just I quite like him, right? I think that's fine sometimes as well in Dynasty. Is I don't have a reason. I just quite like this guy. I want him on my team. So I'm going to go buy him and if it works out great and if it's not, eh, it's just a game. We'll be fine.
1: <laughs> Certainly on physique alone I think he needs to be a uh, in the elite category because that is a beast yeah. of a man. Yeah. Absolutely ripped. But yes, difficult one for me. Obviously now fallen behind Darren Waller. We don't know what's going to what's going to be the become of the situation there. The the New York Giants passed the least by a mile of uh, to the tight ends in last year. So was that, did they not believe too much in Daniel Bellinger? Um, Is, is it what a fourth round pick I think he was? Um, Didn't show too much, but I think the, the talent is there. Um, yeah, I don't mind it. Tight end 27, I think, still think he's on the, he's still got the age on his side. I think he's, he's in a team where there's not too many target hogs around, apart from, I mean, can Waller regain that label sort of thing that he was in um, Las Vegas? Um, but he, again, he's what in his thirties now. So I mean, realistically he's gonna be there what one year, two years um in New York. So yeah, I think Daniel Bellinger's if you're trading for him, I, I wouldn't want to give away much whatsoever. Yeah. Um and, and it's you're playing the long game, so um maybe he comes in because of an injury. Um or just in a couple of years when they sort of really pick up the playbook and, and develop. But but yeah, there's not that many great weapons for, for Daniel Jones to throw to so why can't Daniel Bellinger at least be um, like a touchdown hot in the red zone can he be that um, touchdown touchdown guy in the red zone so yeah don't mind it Mags and the three scenarios I'm going to give to you are Brenton Strange and I'm, I'm going to go away from a picks here um, and Kareem Hunt for Daniel Bellinger Mike Ciasicki for Daniel Bellinger in the same um, the same tier, or would you pivot down from Cole Komet for Daniel Bellinger and a f- 2024 third? My spiciest take that's not going to happen, by the way, for the whole of next season,
2: is that Daniel Bellinger will outproduce Darren Waller. There you go. That's my spiciest <laughs> one. Wow. That's, that's way out there, but I'm kind of like Love 20%. It. I'm going to say it anyway. Um, it. In terms In terms of these trades... Yeah, give me, give me Daniel Ballinger ahead of Mike Kosicki. Um, I don't know. I think Gold Bill might be too annoyed with Mike Kosicki to ever put him on the field because he doesn't block anything. So, <laughs> I don't know if Mike Kosicki going to see too much action. Strange and Hunt. Nah, I think Cream Hunt might end up... I think i would be the one. I would, that's the one that stands out for me. Mike Kosicki for Daniel Ballinger. I, I'd do that just mainly because you know I just, I just like kind of like Daniel Manager a little bit more and I'd rather have him on my team than, than Mike Kosicki. I wouldn't be giving up that for I wouldn't give Colcomette away just for a third back. I think Colcomette's due to have a pretty, pretty good season based on you know targets alone. So, yeah, that'll be the one that stands out for me. I'd swap Mike Asiky out for Bellinger.
1: Love it, Kev. What's your thoughts on Daniel Bellinger and is there any of these moves that you'd you'd make to acquire him?
0: I'd do none of the trades. I think he's. I'd rather have Daniel Beddingfield. I've got to fire back. <laughs> I've got to fire back after a joke. We've got some smoke, so um, yeah, I'm not on the bill of I think I think Wall- was, um finished him off. I guess, the only thing he could say is wide receiver wise at the Giants, there's not a lot there, so right. there's a story there. But tight twos, not really my bag. I'm not in on Isaiah likely either, so that's, that's probably my right now. Well,
2: it's fine. Yeah. You got to get through this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that <laughs> um, <laughs> we did get through the the main part of the show but we're going to come on to this is the juicy part the fantasy wild card yeah. selection so mags we're gonna now um, get our our guest and our co-host now to pick their fantasy wild card so the player that will improve their dynasty value the most in 2023 so basically a 2023 breakout performance so mags who was your selection?
2: Uh, this one was quite easy for me, actually. I'm surprised no one said it. Yet. It's Deontay Johnson. I just think he's like being criminally underrated this year. If we look at like the targets that he got, he's way, way, way up there in terms of the amount of targets that he got. I mean, Kenny Pickett and the whole of that coaching staff are going into their second year altogether. We always historically see an uptick. For that, whenever it happens, a bit more stable. The offensive line is looking much better. They got Broderick Jones they brought in. They brought sneaky, sneaky good pick. Maybe the best pick of the whole draft, actually, for them was they brought in big Darnell Washington. I thought that was really good value. He'll help out that offensive line a ton as well. The big thing for him is he had zero touchdowns in 2022. That's not going to happen again (laughs) next year, you'd really like to think. So even if he regresses back to his usual touchdown rate, you should see him rocketing up the board. So yeah, Deontay Johnson,
1: pretty good for me. Kev, what's your thoughts on Deontay Johnson as a as a breakout? I know it's. De- I'm definitely on board. I mean, I've just looked and he's going at wide receiver 36 and keep trade Clark. That is wow. That's criminal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love the selection. He's he's got plenty of room for growth. It's not so long since that he was on that wide receiver one cusp 10 12 range. So. Yeah, I'm fully on board. With he's going to get touchdowns even with Kenny Pickett there. He's, he's going to have more than none. Um I mean, he's a guy that's get, averaging what, 140 targets season. Just follow the targets. Eventually, you'll uh, you'll 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 reap the profits. You, you've got to be have talent to to do that. So, um, yeah, love the selection. Wouldn't be surprised if in a year's time he's back up into that sort of 15, 16 range. Yeah.
1: Yep, completely agree. Even as you mentioned, with Kenny Pickett, a quarterback, I think Deontay's is, is still the number one target. Um, not a massive fan of George Pickens. I think he's overrated in the community. And Deontay's going to show his class this year and why he is still the wide receiver one on of the Steelers. So love it. That brings us to the end of the tonight's show where we've discussed Mags' dynasty buys and trade ideas to acquire them. So before you go, p- mags please remind the audience where they can find you and if is, is, is there anything you'd like to plug yeah i'd like to plug this show right the new
2: cohort that's plug in <laughs> fantasy wildcard dynasty show also a big shout out to you know to paul and hannah over at the rewind show if you're not catching them make sure you do last episode was a hell of a lot of fun with the wheel of death please check that out it was yeah we said some things we haven't gotten trouble yet but well, we might still, there's still time, but it was a lot of fun. And yeah, thanks. Thanks guys for, for having me out and, you know, shout out to, shout out to Matt. I'll do my best to, to fill your boots.
1: Love that. And Kev, we'll come to you for any final thoughts.
0: Matt who? Um, sorry, I do love you Matt really. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show tonight, Matt. You've absolutely smashed most of your picks. Uh, only a few that we slightly disagreed with. So you've done awesome there. Um, and um, thanks for joining us as a co-host. I mean, it was logical choice, as Ali said, the knowledge you've got, the the great work you've done, the the sort of belief in charity that we, we have as well here at France So cracking show, cracking co-host. Let the games begin.
1: Love it. Yeah, I just want to say a big thanks, Mags, in in joining us on the Dynasty show. Cannot wait to see where we take it. I'm really looking forward to what we produce in the next next few weeks and next few well next few years coming into the the 2023 season i'm really looking forward to it so with that thank you for tuning in be sure to follow us and subscribe on twitter and youtube at fantasy wildcard and at wildcard dynasty and join us every show join us for our show every single wednesday so yeah thank you once again have a good one and we'll see you again soon
0: When you have the wild card, you have the power to change the game.